Okay. All right. Welcome in to the second edition, second episode of the Mental Dimes Pocket Pass podcast. Corey Mullen, Isaac Coleman. Isaac, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, Corey. Talk to me. <laughs> well, so, here, so here's what happened. Um, you got the season starting tomorrow. Everyone's excited. But here's what also happened. So the 2019 NBA draft class had to uh, – the deadline today was 6 p.m. for everybody to sign their extension. Several players were able to sign contracts, but this was the biggest domino to fall not related to a player. So our first topic of the day, uh, Hall, of Fra- Hall of Fame player and you could argue broadcaster, Charles Barkley signed a 10-year, $100 million contract with TNT. Isaac, what's your reaction to that? I, I mean, I, it's good for the brand. Uh, that's a award-winning show that they got there with Kenny and Shaq and EJ. So it, it, it's good for the brand. It's, it's, it's really good for TNT. And you know the, the Chuck's not going anywhere, so it's, it's great for fans like myself. I love Charles Barkley. I love Charles Barkley. And, and it wasn't – they re-upped everyone too. So I think the story made it sound like it was just Charles. No, Ernie, Shaq, and Kenny re-upped. I was very surprised to see Charles sign for so many years, and here's why. Because he said in the past that he would only do it until he was 60 years old. Um, that he didn't want to be like one of those older people who just sat on television and just start and start hating. So I think I was more surprised that wow, he's gonna be there till what 69, 70. Now look, I don't know if he's gonna do it for the full length of his contract, but um, yeah, that that's the, that's the one portion of it I was surprised about. It's like wow, he he got a bag, he got ten years. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good to see him. It's good to see him. And I think this mostly happened because I knew he wasn't going to go to the live tour. Um, there were talks that Charles was potentially going to go on the live tour because uh, obviously he is, he's been golfing for many years and obviously an entertaining voice. Uh, but unfortunately, live didn't give him a strong enough offer. And I don't think he thought TNT would give him this big of an offer. So, you know, like I said, surprising all around. Um, all right. All right. The next extension that I wasn't surprised to see this. So, obviously, we talked about these two particular individuals last week. Uh, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. You know, that, that was our first topic of the Mental Dimes Pocket Pass podcast was Draymond Green uh, punching Jordan Poole in a, in a practice. Well, time flies because the next week, Jordan Poole signed a four-year, $140 million extension. Um, I was reading today that, you know, he was the future of their franchise, so I think I can see why people would be mad at Draymond for punching him because Jordan Green – or Jordan Poole, sorry, is – going to be part of that young nucleus there. So what's your reaction to Jordan Poole signing a, a massive extension? Uh, I'm glad to see that he got his back. He, 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 this is a guy who averaged 18 half points last year and um, really should have been most improved, but we, he can even 
extend higher to get to that get to that that pedestal get to that level where everybody knows who he is but they should know who he is um throughout uh, his first playoff stint uh he had five games over 25 points so and it's only been a few other people who've done that over the past 30 some odd years so Jordan Poole getting his bag. I'm glad to see it happen. 35 mil a year. James Harden's only getting 33 mil a year. So guy like Jordan Poole to come in. Now, granted, Harden's salary got cut so he could build a championship <laughs> roster. But Jordan Poole getting his bag, that's good to see. So now, yeah, he got – it's his turn to go out there and ball and play. We need to see most improved a six-man of the year awards for Jordan Poole. And, and yeah, and I agree with you there. And like I said, part of that young nucleus with, um, you know, him, Kaminga, Moses Moody, all those guys. So, you know, Jordan Poole obviously deserved the extension. Um, I think he's upped his game since his rookie year because I was reading today about how um, he didn't really know he didn't really know how to play in the NBA yet. Like, I think he was still trying to find his way, um, which I think that's how it is for a lot of young players. But, you know, Jordan Poole has been that guy. Um, I obviously think back to the shot he made against Houston in the NCAA tournament. So we knew how talented Jordan Poole was, but obviously I think being in the dub system and like, and I'm fairly certain they dealt with some injuries in his first season. So I think they were relying on him. They were relying on him a lot to try to be able to, um, you know, with Steph Curry being hurt and Klay Thompson um, uh, being hurt and, you know, Kevin Durant leaving. And so it was really only like Draymond and Jordan Poole, a lot of young guys. And I think um, I, I think for him, I don't think he expected, especially in that first season, to take on as large of a role as he did. Yeah, yeah, because uh, many guys were hurt and – he was asked to play a lot of minutes along with a couple other guys, but he stepped up. He got into his role and he developed each year. So it was good to see it. Good to see that. And he played a pivotal role. Um, he wasn't as dynamic and flashy in the finals as he was in the first two series, but he played a pivotal role in getting them there and in the playoff run. So he adds that depth to the Warriors team. Oh, I oh, a thousand percent agree with you. And um, and look, and look, it it probably does. And that contract extension, I was reading an an awards writer today from the Athletic that obviously the the nucleus of Thompson, uh, Curry, and Green probably ending probably ending soon. Uh, don't exactly know when, uh, only because of the fact that um, look, they got a young a lot of young players that'll step up. Are they going to be NBA championship contenders after those guys leave, that's that's tough to say, but I, I think they have a chance. They have a good chance uh, with Andrew Wiggins extending there. And then by the time these guys' extension is up, you got uh Kaminga and Wiseman and Moody who will be up for extensions. Mm-hmm. And Don Dante DiVincenzo, I think he'll be there more than a year. So it's, it's a lot of death in Golden State. All right. St- sticking with Golden State, uh, finals MVP, Andrew Wiggins. Um, got his bag. Four years, 109, 109 million. So what's your reaction to that? Yeah, same thing with Jordan Poole. He, he was pivotal in that finals uh, matchup, knocking down uh, 
clutch shots. He was the he was the second best player besides uh Steph Curry throughout the finals, and that was on both teams. Um he did a good job um disrupting Tatum when he needed to. Same thing with uh Jalen Brown and uh hitting the shots that uh guys even when Clay wasn't hitting and Jordan Poole wasn't hitting, uh the guys needed when Steph took a break, it was A Wiggs. So he A Wiggs was the first time all star last year, all star starter. Um I don't I don't know if he puts up that that type of production with Clay Thompson back, but who knows? This could be something historic for the Warriors. The Warriors have gotten better because of the health of Clay Thompson. So A Wiggs getting his bag there. The this Warriors team is not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, and and a part of me feels bad for Andrew Wiggins because there was a lot of people um, especially when we played in Minnesota, who didn't think he was – I don't even know what to describe it as because because it wasn't like he was a bust, but he was inconsistent. I, I think that was the right word for Andrew Wiggins' play in Minnesota. But, you know, once he got to uh, Golden State and played a little more team basketball, um, I think that's when he became a better player because – I feel like in I feel like in Minnesota he was kind of expected to be the guy, um, especially with like, which is kind of odd to say because they had Jimmy Butler there for a year, they had Cat, um, and you know even before that they had Zach Levine. So it, it's kind of weird to say that, like I think people had too high expectations for Andrew Wiggins because his numbers weren't bad, but the expectations for how he should have been as a player. Um, were I feel like too high. Well, the is the thing is with a Wiggs. Um, he was put in a predicament because he was originally drafted to Cleveland, and that should have been with that should have been a Wiggs, LeBron, and Kyrie. But he got traded for Kevin Love, so um, he didn't really have anybody to really any veterans to really tell him and like show him how to be a leader and like really display a winning mentality around him until he got to Golden State. When mm-hmm. he got to Golden State, his role was lessened because he took all the weight off his shoulders. Um he wasn't drafted to be the next guy. He was drafted to do exactly what he did in Golden State. Um step up be that three-level score, but the third option on a championship caliber team. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. And and it was good to see that they were able to finally play, that he was finally able to go to Golden State, play winning basketball, um, be on a better team, and that's where he was able to really uh, showcase his talents. Because in Minnesota, you know, Minnesota, they were they're getting better. I feel like, but, you know, when Andrew Wiggins is there, it was still kind of like um, a dumpster fire, to put it lightly. Um, But, you know, Andrew Wiggins goes to Golden State, great organization, great winning organization, and he was finally able to showcase what he was able to do, win a finals MVP. So, you know, good for any Wiggs. Um, Sticking to the next – going to the next extension topic. This is going to be a huge extension uh episode not all the topics obviously but you know it's rookie it's the rookie extension is the deadline so the next guy up was uh brett your grizzlies 
signed Brandon Clark to a four-year, $52 million extension. Uh, great backup big. Um, I, I don't think people understand how how much dirt, how much of the dirty work Brandon Clark does for that team. Uh, Isaac, what's your reaction to that? I'm really happy for the Grizzlies to extend this big man and really just set up their core. They extended jaw earlier in the summer, so they really set up this core to be something dynamic in a team that uh, other teams in the league mm-hmm. will have to worry about. They're going to have to. They're going to have to look on their schedule. Oh, man, Memphis is coming to town. Oh, man, we're going to Memphis. They're going to know it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, Brandon Clark, like you said, he he's a great big come off and give you reliable minutes. He's long, lengthy. He can go up there and grab you, rebound, clean up on the glass, and he's disrespectful in the paint when it comes to the defensive side. And you can knock down a jumper, too, if you need him. So Brandon Clark. He plays well off the pick and roll. This is a great sign for Memphis Grizzlies. I agree with you there because the Warriors have locked – not the Warriors, sorry. We're talking about the Warriors so much. The Grizzlies have locked up their young core. Um, they locked up John Morant. I believe Jaron Jackson was in his first year for uh, Desmond Bain. I believe they locked him up, I want to say. Uh, I know they added two years, two more years on to Steven Adams. I know he's not young or anything, but – um, look, the, the Grizzlies, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially locking up that young core. Um, yeah, it was great to see Brandon Clark get, Brandon Clark get uh, locked up. And, you know, kind of like Golden State, it's just good to see, like, two of these teams lock up a part of their young core. Most definitely. Um, let's see. All right, uh, and – the next topic, uh, unfortunately, Seth Curry and Joe Harris are not going to be ready for the regular first game of the regular season. Um, how will that affect like uh, what Brooklyn likes to do, especially in that first game? Well, it's, it's going to affect their chemistry because you, you got people got to realize that this will be their first time really on the floor together. Uh, Royce O'Neal wasn't on the team last year as he was in Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Simmons hasn't played since game seven of the 2021 mm-hmm. semifinals. So, um, and then there's Kyrie and KD. Uh, uh, it's their first game back trying to glue together. The, Nick Claxton, he, he's there. He, he was a guy that was there all year last Season they got a guy in Kessler Edwards who can who can shoot. Uh, they got a guy in Ken Thomas who can shoot as well. So I think with Ben being there and healthy and running the way he did in preseason, getting those reps, these guys will be all right. But you you want you need your you need your lethal shooters in there because Joe Harris and Seth Curry they have two of the top five career three-point shooting averages. So you want your lethal shooters out there. You need them out there for the reps. But I, I think this this team, that they're going to come into the season slow anyways. So it's all going to be about building up that chemistry. So it's just going to be – it's going to be tough trying to find what shooters can take the spot. But with Kyrie and KD there, I think they'll be fine for now. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, you know, it, it sucks that – unfortunately, Joe Harris had to miss all last season. Uh, ankle injury, so – he wasn't really able to play too many games, obviously, with Kyrie and KD. Um, but he did play the 2021 season with them. So 
I'm not worried from that standpoint with uh, team chemistry. It's just they do have a lot of new guys there. Uh, Seth Curry, I think Seth Curry is extremely underrated. Um, I don't really understand why he's been on so many teams because he he can he can knock down he can knock down open shot with the best of them. Um, and they got to get they got to kind of involve a lot of new players. Um, you mentioned Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, they do have TJ Warren in there too, Nick Claxton, um, you know, a couple of Cam Thomas, Cam Thomas, I think could be a great underrated player for the, for the Nets this year. Um, but you know, it, it stinks that he's not, they're, they're not going to play against the Pelicans, but, um, you know, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with that game. Unfortunately, it's not on national TV. So, um. I don't worry about that. I got NBA League Pass. Oh, you got NBA League Pass? Dang it. I gotta get... Damn, I got to get that. I, I got to get that. I, I have a lot, of, a lot of things to order. Okay. So here's my here's what I thought about doing. Thought about, like, just kind of previewing, like, what the um, – for all the fans out there, I thought about previewing the national TV games for the next day. So here's what we're going to start with. And this is kind of funny that we bring this up because we talked about these two teams a whole lot last week as I picked uh, Joe Mazzullo to win Coach of the Year. You didn't like that pick at all. Um, so, the 76ers versus the Celtics. Um, first of all, for you, what are some of the keys to, like, what are some of the keys to this game? Well, the keys to the game is figure out who can go to the fast start and who can maintain a fast start. I feel like this game will be a game with runs, especially with how both teams like to get at the ball and get up, get at defensively. Um, with the addition of PJ Tucker and DeAnthony Milton on the uh, Philly side, Matisse Thybulle, those guys can really get into the passing lane and initiate the fast break with James and Embiid and Maxi. So it's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how those sets go on for Doc Rivers and the Sixers. On the Boston side, the keys is going to be simple is um, don't let you guys get into half court and get stagnant. Just keep running. Just keep keep the flow of the offense moving. I don't think that should be a problem with Malcolm Brogdon. He has really great command as a, as a one guard. So um, it, the keys to the game is who can get out to the fast start and maintain. And when those – when those runs break down the middle game, third quarter runs, which team can answer the, the adversity better? Uh, yeah, and yeah, and for me, so for Philly, what I what I would say is, um, you know, how are Joel Embiid and James Harden and Tobias Harris and Tyrese Mack like? How are they all going to kind of mesh? I think for me that that would be the key. Right, that would be the key right there for me. And for Boston, I would say, <laughs> who's guarding Embiid? Like, can they? Do they have? Like, do they have? Can Al Horford? Um, I don't think anybody can shut down Embiid at this point. But what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna ask is, can they hold him to like 20 points? Um, they can if. They can hold Embiid 20 points if they force him to take outside shots. Um, yeah. Embiid can knock down an outside shot, but it's it's not like um, I'll 
I fear that more than I fear him getting inside the paint. If you if you want to um, put down like a wall inside the paint, uh, make it hard for him to uh, just make it real rough for him when he's inside there, and then he just backs up and t- takes shooting jumpers. Then you can take that and have your fighting chance. But uh, if he's getting to a spot, he gets to the area, and then the jumpers feel free to him, then it's, it's going to be a long day for the Celtics. Yeah, my other, my other thing for the Celtics is how are Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart going to match? Because Marcus Smart obviously was the point guard last year, very successful, helped lead the team to the finals, defensive player of the year, all those things. Um, Malcolm Brogdon was brought in as the point guard. Uh, I'm just I'm kind of wondering how those two are going to match. I guess they brought in Brogdon to like uh, pass the ball more. Uh, get get guys more involved because that was Marcus Smart's uh, weakness last year was, you know, while he obviously could play great defense, there were times where he took the unnecessary three. And I, I feel like Boston's management felt like he didn't get guys involved enough, um, such as Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and, Tatum and all those guys. Um so I just want to know how how those two would work to well together. Well, well, Marcus Smart is more of a combo guard, anyways. He needs to be playing off ball where he can pick his parts of the defense that he wants to exploit. Uh, last year, you've seen him more in the playoffs against Miami, especially against Golden State. When the ball is in his hands, he's kind of timid, or or he's kind of dribbling too much. He's He's thinking too hard mm-hmm. with the ball in his hands because he has command on the offense as the point guard, as the point guard. So with Malcolm Brogdon there, it, these guys can play in in a nice little rhythm, a nice little smooth little pocket. So did, did, I think it'll flow well. I think they'll be one of the uh, one of the better backcourts in the league. Yeah, they could. It might it, it, it might take a while, and I think another thing for Boston. <laughs> I'll pick on Philly in a minute. But another thing for Boston is the injuries. Robert Williams is not going to be there. Daniel Garonari is out for the year. Um, so, I mean, I, I think those two are, like, really key injuries because I think for Robert Williams, he helped spell uh, Al Horford. Al, or Al Horford didn't feel the need to, like, have to, like, guard the – I guess guard the paint as much as Robert Williams did. Like, Robert Williams was one of those guys that – felt like he could kind of um, – an opposing guard came in the paint, Rob Williams could, like, stuff the shot down, block some shots, get get offensive rebounds, get easy dunks. Uh, Al Horford is not that guy. And um, I think, especially on the, game, on the game on Tuesday, by the time this comes out, it's going to be tomorrow, that they're sorely going to miss Robert Williams. Yeah, you'll, you'll see it because there's a lot of length – over on the Philly side, but uh, Al Horford's there. Uh, Blake Griffin gets some good time, man. So it should be an exciting game. Should be a very fast-paced game, high-scoring game. Yeah, and um, and obviously, like I brought up Daniel Garonari. Garonari, he he can he's a longer guy. I'm not saying he's not the greatest defender in the world, but he's a longer guy. He can knock down shots. So again, and he helps stretch the floor for the Celtics. So again, I think that's one of those injuries that the Celtics are going to miss as well. Um, Philly, like I know, I know I brought up a lot about Philly. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that roster. They have a few shooters. You know, I think Maxi is a great shooter. I think the one guy I don't think we've talked about yet is Furkan Korkmaz. I think he's one of those guys that can help stretch the floor. Um, and if the defense starts to collapse on Embiid, uh, him and George Niang, I think those two guys are two of the guys who can help knock down shots for Philly. Philly is a very interesting team because they got shooters all around the place. Then they got wing defenders who will be able to lock up to lock up the perimeter. Mm-hmm. So I think the best part about Philly is their ability to just do that, lock up the the, the perimeter and be able to kill you in the uh, in the half court offense with the pick and roll. Yeah, yeah, that that's true there. And I think adding PJ Tucker uh, will will be huge. Um, adding him with uh, Matisse Thybul and Embiid, and I think another underrated player that I don't think anybody's talking about for the 76ers is uh, Paul Reed. Um, I think last year, for some reason, I I don't think any Sixers fan or any anybody can answer this question for me is why in the playoffs Doc Rivers decided to play DeAndre Jordan over uh, Paul Reed. I don't think um, – I don't even think he answered that question well. Um, I think he just said, well, he's a, he's a veteran. He's like a veteran presence in the locker room. But I think there was like a lot of people in the uh, Sixers contingent who thought that Paul Reed was the better option than uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Paul Reed's going to be a good guy. To come in there and give the big man minutes, I I don't, yeah, I don't understand. DeAndre Jordan's not on the team anymore. He's over there in Denver, so <laughs> he's in he's in Denver. Um, all right, well, this could be a shorter podcast episode because I'm gonna be honest. You can only talk about an extension for so long, and you know the NBA is coming up, so longer episode next week. Last topic: Laker, the Lakers Warriors preview. Um. You know, nine o'clock game, Lakers in at the bay. Uh we're not but oddly enough, we're not seeing the full Lakers team because uh Russell Westbrook will not be able to go. He has a hamstring injury, injured it in a preseason game against Sacramento. So uh Isaac, what are your thoughts on this game? Um I was I was really hoping to see this new look Lakers team with Russ coming off the bench. But um, I guess we'll have to wait to see that. But um, the Lakers, you got a healthy AD, got a healthy LeBron. You should be able to um, make some splash plays, be able to play aggressive defense, be able to hit LeBron, pick and roll. You don't want to turn the ball over against these guys because they're going to attack the basket. It depends if we can get some other help outside of, LeBron and AD, we, we see how they work. We see how Dennis Schroeder work with those guys. So maybe he can provide a spark or something. Uh, Lenny Walker or Lonnie Walker for for Scotty Pippen Jr. Maybe these guys can provide something for the Lakers. It's just who can provide outside those two superstars. Um, Westbrook's out. He won't be quarterbacking, to sort of say, the bench squad. For the Warriors, when the Warriors are a different side, it should be business as usual. But the Warriors have this tendency to play down to the competition and to the flow of the game. They like to go with the ebbs and flows too much. Sometimes you have to go against the current and continue to put your foot on the gas. So they have a, a fast lead. There's no reason why 
They should take their foot off the gas. It should be business as usual. Continue to move up the ball. Get guys open, run, backdoor screens for Thompson and Curry. Get these guys hot. So it should be business as usual for the Warriors. Um, To, to update, uh, Dennis Schroeder is going to be out three to four weeks following thumb surgery. Mm. So – they're not gonna have they're not gonna have Russell Westbrook or Dennis Schroeder. Um, I mean, look, I was looking through I was looking through the Lakers roster, and I mean, look, I'm gonna be honest. There's nobody on that team really outside of LeBron and AD who who would like scare me. Um, I it just feel it just feels like a mishmash of like yo know, I like and like I said this last week, it they got younger, but. These are, but they got, I don't think they got younger in like a good way. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of these young players were like at the end of their bench for their perspective teams. Like Lonnie Walker, like the Spurs gave up on Lonnie Walker. Um, Juan Toscano Anderson. I mean, he was on, on the end of the bench for the uh, Warriors. Uh, so I don't, I, I understand they got younger, but I, I don't know if the, like the younger players that they had a few years ago, with like when they had, even when LeBron came in with Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, Lonzo, like I think that was good young talent right there. But now I, I just feel like this young talent is like, well, we got to get younger, but like these aren't like the greatest young players in the world. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. They they got the um the B squad. So yeah, yes. Yeah, it, they got is the best young players that their money will allow them to get. They got the the best young role players. It just yeah. Um, look, I don't and look, mate, and like who knows? Because I'm gonna be honest here. Right now, I might be saying the Warriors, but like weird stuff happening happens on opening night for some reason. I I don't know. I don't understand what it is. Um, if because I think what usually happens is if like for example, the Warriors are coming off a championship, obviously, and th- this could be one of those games where they might take the Lakers too lightly, and the Lakers could come in and beat them. I don't know if that'll happen, but I'm just saying like. That's what happens sometimes with championship teams is they don't exactly come out ready to play. Um, they got the whole thing too. You get the ring ceremony. Um, you know, a lot of fa- obviously like thousands of fans there. Um, you're getting the banners, so it's a it's an emotional night. Um, so I think it can be hard for sometimes, especially with a championship team, to lock in and uh, play basketball. Yeah, no, no, no. We we've seen it before with other championship teams with the ring night, and they just get mollywopped on opening night. So, just the opening night jitters they, they couldn't happen. But this would be the fourth time in the last eight years ago that they have done this. So I don't foresee that happening. Maybe maybe we might get some jitters from A Wids and Pool since they just got their money. But um, it, this should be a very fast paced game, especially for the Warriors, especially from what we see in the preseason. Stuff looked like he was a midseason form, so expect a big game from the Splash Brothers. Yeah, and 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 like I understand he's on a mission every year. I think LeBron, LeBron, LeBron's gonna be on a mission this season. Um, and it, it feels like that's what everyone—that's a term everyone uses now as older LeBron gets 
gets a, as long as he stays in the league is, oh, LeBron's on a mission this season. He, he's going to win MVP. And I'm like, I think he'll put up great numbers. I just – I don't know how good of a team he has around him. I think, I think what the Lakers tried to do is they tried to surround him with – I just think they tried to surround him with shooters, as, like just as many shooters as possible. Um, but, you know, again, we'll, we'll see with that. It, it's not a good look that the Warriors – they basically have their full team. Like I don't, I don't think they're dealing with like any long-term injuries. Uh, even uh, James Wiseman, who missed all of last season, is back in a backup role this year. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a fun team to watch, and it's going to be really fun to see how Steve Kerr puts all these lineups and these guys together. Yeah, because like, like we said, like we mentioned the nucleus earlier. Um, you know, the Warriors get going to be breaking out a lot of new people. Couple new people at least. Um, I I would like to see if their first round pick Patrick Baldwin gets minutes. Um, you know they're breaking in Divincenzo. I think he'll be he'll be a great player, great player for the Warriors. He'll fit right into that system. But I think what I'm more interested to see for the Warriors is the emergence of uh, Moses Moody and uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, I think those are two players that everyone. Uh, will be watching for the Warriors this year because I think everybody else knows that Curry is probably going to have a good year. Thompson's going to have a good year. Jordan Poole's Jordan Poole is probably going to take another step up. Uh, Draymond at this point he's really entertaining to watch. Um, he he goes for a loose ball and he gets the crowd into it. I think he's. I, I think I'm I'm really excited to watch any game Draymond Green plays this year. It's, it's going to be very exciting to see the yeah. Warriors because we haven't seen them this healthy in a long while. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's, it's going to be hard to have teams stop them, especially if they're hitting on all cylinders if all these guys are shooting at the right time and they're all hitting on all cylinders. It's going to be uh, a team to watch. You mentioned Jonathan Kaminga. This guy is crazy athletic. I yeah. really see this guy in the slam dunk concerts. Uh, uh, if he's able to just take a minor step, it's going to be yeah. for other teams. But if he takes a major step, oh my goodness, this Warriors teams, oh my goodness. And, and let and let me tell you, okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give at least one key, okay? Because obviously we've all been watching the Warriors for years. We know how they operate. If that if they start raining in threes and that crowd's starting to get into it, lights out. It's over. It's over. I never see a team come back from that. Um, it's especially more deflating uh, just watching them. Like, you'll be up 15. You're feeling pretty good. Now, all of a sudden, they'll they'll turn it into, like, they'll go on, like, a 20-0 run and, like, just completely deflate the other team. And it's just curtains. It's over. It's, yeah. You just get – nobody can nobody can come back from that. It's just – you know, one Steph Curry and Clay Thompson – start just drawing in threes and Jordan Poole starts going off. They're just, they just have a high, a high potent offense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, it, and it just lights out. And when they're in their rhythm, it doesn't matter who guards them. doesn't matter where you guard them at. Cause they're, they're going to shoot and they're going to make it. And they have the confidence and the green light from the coach to go out there and put on a show. Yep. All right. Before we end this podcast, um, 
I don't want to end on a sour note. Okay, this this is an unfortunate note that we have to end on, but I, I had to kind of throw it in there because um, I, I saw you tweet about it, so I thought I'd throw it in there. Uh, Hall of Fame Senator Dikembe Mutombo's uh, diagnosed with a brain tumor. Um, you know, obviously, we here at Metal Dimes Pocket Pass podcast praying for Dikembe Mutombo and his family. A great humanitarian, Isaac. Just just, just an all-around great guy. Any story you've heard about Dikembe Mutombo, uh, just just an amazing human being. So it, it sucks to see this. Yeah. Um, Dikembe Mutombo is one of them guys that you read about and you just wish you could meet and have a, um, a conversation with him, just to understand, pick his brain, pick his mind. So um, definitely we're uh, – uh, prayers are out to my Tumbo family and just for a speedy recovery. And yeah, like, mm. yeah, we're yeah we're we're all we're all praying for the Kembe. So um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. We'll we'll have more game. We'll have where the NBA season will officially started. Me and Isaac will be right here talking about the games that we witnessed. So uh, see you guys later.